Stock Dads are back for season two of their hit podcast, Stocks and Sandals. Following two best buds and former college roommates on their journey to build generational wealth. So tuck in your t-shirt, put your Crocs in sport mode, and let's grill up some profits. Here are your hosts, DJ Brown and Mike Sabala. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Stocks and Sandals podcast. This is your host, Mike Sabala, and I am joined by DJ Brown. And these episodes won't be coming out back to back, but we have recorded a lot today, DJ. I'm I'm tired. Yeah. It's because you're weak-minded and feeble. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that is fair. Boom out the out, gate. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's also just because you exhaust me, probably. I am an exhausting <laughs> human being. My wife tells me the same thing all the time. Yeah. No, yeah. We're uh, batch recording, and this is our third episode for the day. When, when you guys hear this, I have no clue. This could be the 10th episode of our season, for all we know. Could be the second (laughs) those there are other options we don't know (laughs) so we do have back with us uh hunter archibald who led us off into the sunset with our season premiere episode on short squeezes and gamestop and all that fun stuff so if you listen to that episode you already know who hunter is if you didn't I'm going to piss Mike off and reintroduce him anyways, because Mike really loves when I do this. <laughs> um, but Hunter is a uh, is a, a hedge fund manager from the great state of Texas, where everything is bigger, except for Hunter. In their basement. Hook'em horns, throwing the hook'em horns. And, uh, you know, he's going to be talking to us today about NFTs. Um, we did already talk about NFTs last season with Matt Fox, but we're going to go a little bit deeper this uh, episode and talk a little bit kind of about some different aspects of NFTs that we didn't get to touch on, but we're not going to do the super high level, like what are NFTs and stuff like that. So if you don't know, um, we'll touch on it for like two seconds, but then we're going to move on. If you don't know, go back to that episode in season one from Matt Fox and listen to that. It's a great intro to NFTs. And now we're going to kind of get deeper. So Hunter, welcome back. Even though we just recorded your other episode 10 minutes ago. This is the awkward part of batch recording, so now when when people listen, you know. So welcome back. Tell uh, tell the people everything they need to know about NFTs right now. Ready go. I'm just, just kidding. Go. Yeah, just <laughs> I'm just get just hop <laughs> into it if you want. <laughs> uh, just give like a yeah. Just give on like a, a a really brief two second, not two seconds, but in brief overview of what NFTs are, and then we'll kind of get into the deeper questions. Yeah, and so I'll build off. Um, you said his name is Matt, right? Yes. So I listened to that episode. It was really good. He explained it about as basic as you can to someone that like's never been involved in crypto or blockchains at all. I'm can, I'm going to interject real quick and like DJ and I are really dumb, right? So I can we, tell. <laughs> wow. I'm just but, <laughs> You're way too comfortable after zinger. one episode. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get to like three episodes before you can start throwing those. Y'all yeah. got to call each other afterwards. So we got to res- reshoot yeah. the season. Hunter, these are, these Hunter interviews are gone. Dick. <laughs> um, no, oh. but he, we did that episode and I think we honestly like kind of cut it short because we were like, this is confusing. Like, we don't know what he's talking about. So he used a lot of the technical terms and that's fine. Um, I'm going to try to not use them 
But for anyone that this is not the absolute first time you've heard the word like crypto, I thought he did a pretty good job explaining the basics. Um, yeah, Matt always does a good job. We're just dumb. Yeah, very informative, very pretty, as simple as it can be, but a very complicated yeah. structure. You know, which is why we're having a, a second episode and we're going to yes. go deeper. So. Oh, this will this will be more in a second. Like I was listening to the guy, so I watch CNBC sometimes just to make sure I'm not doing whatever the hell they're talking about because that's like a, <laughs> that's a good uh, temperature check for me. But there's a couple of guys on there that I do like respect. I mean, okay, I respect the people on there. I shouldn't say I don't respect them. You know what I mean? Like that, I, I value their opinion. Uh, the one guy was saying like, don't be shocked by the end of the year to see like an NFT banner on there talking about like bored apes and crypto punks and wicked things and all that stuff. Like it's going to be on there. Like it is the hot thing right now. And we'll get into that here, obviously, but don't be surprised to see it. So I will not be now. Thank you. Yeah. Now, you know, you heard it here first. <laughs> well, episode over. All right. Yeah. That's, See you that's what we time. came for. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Okay. So brief overview, what are yeah. NFTs and then we'll dive in. Yeah. So basic. So like an NFT is not a blockchain. So just everyone knows they're two different things. Uh, blockchain is this technology that's been around for, roughly 12 to 13 years at this point. Um, and NFT is a non-fungible token. Basically, all that means is it is something that is imprinted on a blockchain at a certain time that is unique and one of a kind. So imagine it is a stamp that every time you stamp, at least one part of it changes in some capacity. You can obviously print identical looking NFTs, but the actual their imprint on the blockchain would be unique. The blockchain is obviously what it exists on. And I want to keep it as simple as that because we're not going to go into blockchain mechanics and because there's a bunch of different kinds. We'll leave that for another day. So think of it like this. It's a picture on a ledger, plain and simple. Okay. Appreciate you having me on. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, episode over. Yeah, episode over. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, so I, the episode you all recorded before was great. Explain the basics. I think... People have no idea what's being done in this space. I don't think they realize that NFTs are a legitimate asset class at this point, as is cryptocurrencies. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about them and some of the different ways that you could actually put them inside a portfolio. Because at this point, you know, if you're, if you're not evolving the way you invest, if you're not evolving the way you trade, you're going to be, you know, stuck in the mud. Like we talked about, with the short squeezes, like when it's already happened, if that's when you're getting in, you've kind of missed the, the ride. Mm -hmm. um, this is a market that I still say, like people are like, oh, we're in the early innings. Like this is one where not only are they not in the stadium warming up, like I don't even know if they're in spring training yet. Uh, hopefully people get baseball references. I don't know. But like this is so early. The stuff I'm talking about today is like entry, entry level. We're so early in this space. What do you want to know? I guess, where do you think the space is going? Like, what can it be used for currently? And like, where do you think it's going to go? It's kind of so, broad, I guess. Very broad. <laughs> so there's a lot of directions I could go with that. Let me put it as simple as this. Human beings like to own things. They don't care what it is. Before blockchain technology and NFTs and even anything digital, to own something, you had to physically own it, right? Like whether it's a deed to a house or a car title or whatever it may be, everything else you did, you, you didn't own it, right? It's just there, it exists. What you're able to do now is you're able to own things in the digital world 
that are now starting to cross over into the physical world. So in our lifetimes, we're going to see titles go onto the blockchain. We're going to see deeds go onto the blockchain. We're going to see, I wouldn't be shocked in the next few years if we start seeing companies issue tokens as opposed to equity as they go public. Like it's just, it's all coming in that direction. Um, it's gotten to, I mean, it can't be stopped at this point. Um, the technology, the whole point of it is that it can't be stopped. And so I see it going into literally every aspect of your daily life, because even the milk you take out of your fridge to drink in the morning is going to be tracked from cow teat to your stomach by a blockchain in some way, shape or form. So that's Mike that's, loves teats. So yeah, I, I do. So, I yeah. do. <laughs> so that'll be the, the third. I don't know what do I have six, six, eight. I don't know. It'll be from left side. Number two teat, three pumps. <laughs> <laughs> fermented whatever into your kitchen four weeks later so just be ready for it it's coming i mean it's already here you just don't read about it so yeah. you can milk anything with a tea true <laughs> yeah that's true before we kind of get into more you know the technical stuff i want to know like for me and i'm not gonna debate anybody on this because it's like completely subjective but like to me like an nft i just don't get like the I see it as like a money-making tool, right? I don't get the draw to like own a JPEG. You know what I mean? Like I could just screenshot somebody else's NFT and like, cool. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's kind of, so my question to you is like, just personally, do you like that part of the NFTs or do you just like them as a, like a vehicle to add to your portfolio to make money? Just curious. Yeah, no. So that's a great question because when you say NFT, most people just assume it's the picture things like the cartoon things or the magic eye looking things or whatever it may be, right? Those are NFTs, yes. But although all of those are NFTs, not all NFTs are those. And by the way, that's another one of my sayings. I always like to say all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. I use that for like everything. My wife's like, oh, here we go again. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, so there's, there's NFTs that have quote unquote utility, but to focus on the JPEG ones, do I mess with them? Yes. Are they the bulk of my NFT strategy? No, but the best way to describe it is the more money you have in like in the regular stock market, the easier it is to make money because you can take on more risk. You have access to better investments because of how much money you have. And you can spread that money out across a lot of ideas and a lot of different risks. The NFT market, as you can imagine, attracts a lot of younger kids, such as the, I'm sorry, I'm going to take stabs at y'all again, the Wall Street bet fools that- Stab at me? I'm not a Wall Street bet No, fool. I didn't mean you. I mean, I'm in all the Stevens out there streaming us right now. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> already, you're talking to me. I was like, no, I don't know. <laughs> they they <laughs> they're already building my, my voodoo doll because I talked about about GME and, and AMC, which no, it, it, hey, it, I, was, I was in that with y'all, so don't hate me. Um, but anyway, so he's back not to one it. of them guys. So apes, them guys. Yeah. apes, you know, settle yeah. down for a minute. Yeah, ape, good. Apes ape together or whatever. Just they say. throw a banana yeah. at them for a minute. To, and be fine, to the so. to the to the moon we go. We're losing My, viewers by this. You guys are so dumb. It is. That, anyways, we're not going to press those buttons again. But anyways, so the crowd they've attracted is that very similar crowd where it's people with maybe lower funds, you know, maybe not as much experience where, you know, 
they may have half an Ethereum, which is a token to their name. So they can't afford to be wrong. So they'll like wait and they'll go on a project. And if it hits great. And if it doesn't, well, they're screwed. But hedge funds are plowing hardcore in the NFTs and institutions are, and you even see some like, who was it? MasterCard bought one the other day, because when you have money, you can afford to speculate on lots of projects because if one goes belly up, you don't really care. It's no different than being wrong on a, on a stock, right? As long as you're right more than you're wrong and your gains outweigh your losses, you're in business, right? From an investment standpoint, the pictures are huge advantage to anyone that has, I would say, traditional financial background, traditional money management background, anyone that understands supply and demand and understands FOMO and how you can take advantage of it. I mean, you're seeing these things come out, you know, they're going up a thousand percent in eight hours. I don't need to hold on to it in case it goes to a hundred Ethereum. If I, if I put 20,000 in and 24 hours later, I can cash out for 60,000. I'm cool with that because I understand what accumulating and growing wealth is, right? It's not about hitting the home runs. It's about hitting the singles and the doubles and the triples. NFTs and blockchain in general have way more singles, doubles, and triples available than the stock market does. And it's because it's the hot topic right now. It's the hot market. It's all anyone's talking about. In the past, you'd say, oh, that's the bubble breaking. But, you know, say tulip bulbs. This stuff has utility. This stuff has, there's a lot of cool stuff they're doing. And I'm going to go into some of that on this episode. Just some projects, which I'll shamelessly lightly plug just because they're ones I really believe in. And then I'll talk about some other ones I'm not in that also have good, you know, validity to them. And this will just be a snapshot. Like there's 30, 40 NFTs coming out every day that are just JPEGs. Obviously, most of those are dumb and going to fail. Let me alienate the rest of the people that may be listening. So, but yeah, so to make your short answered question extremely long winded, yes, I look at them. No, they aren't the bulk of what I look at, if that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So I'm invested in a few and I'll talk about them later. And there's a few that I've invested in before. And then there's a few I've lost my bum on. So you're not into the JPEG, like those kinds of things. What, what are you like? What utility is there? Where, like, what are you into? Yeah, no. So like what I mean is like I'm into a couple, but that I, I just mean I don't focus on them. So blockchain utility, there's a lot of different ways you can use it. Um, I mentioned earlier, you know, you're going to start seeing companies issue NFTs that maybe represent ownership or other certain perks. So you see a lot of projects now through the NFTs or tokens you earn, you actually earn like interest or dividends off of it based on the project. Because when all these things exchange hands, the original creators are generally getting a piece of every transaction. So they're indefinitely getting paid. And that goes into utility pools other than done with whatever the community. So from a utility standpoint, the first NFT I ever bought, the first game, and this is a game that I got into, it's called Zed Run, Zed Dot Run. So what it is, is it's a digital horse racing game, but it's not like you just buy a horse and you put it in a race and you race it. The top horses in this game are selling for like $200,000, $250,000 a pop right now. So this is a major money maker. So let me take two or three steps back to tell you how I went from just typical crypto guy for four or five years to like, okay, these NFTs, I need to check them out. I know y'all have had a couple episodes about crypto. Has anyone ever talked about like staking or lending? No, I was actually going to ask in this episode about that. So perfect. You want to ask this because I'll go into it. That's that's literally how I found NFTs. Okay. Is do you just want to know like how it works or? 
I don't know. I've only heard that you can do it. I don't know like what it is, how it works. Like I don't know anything about it, to be honest. That's perfect. Then I'm going to try to explain it as simply as possible. And I'm going to compare it to real world examples. Okay, cool. Two syllables or less. Remember, no more than two syllable words or else, I'm, you know, I'm going to twitch. Dictionary. Dictionary. <laughs> Dictionary. Dictionary. Okay. No, I heard that. Hey. <laughs> Time out. Okay. Okay. So real world example. There's a bank, right? You have cash. You can't see my hands. You have cash. You take your cash. You go put it in the bank. What the bank does with that cash is they lend it out and they make money on it and they make a spread and they pay you interest based on that spread. Obviously, nowadays they don't pay anything, but back in the day, maybe the bank lent the money out for 6% and then maybe they were paying you 3% to keep the money there, right? That's a spread. That's basic lending. That's lending 101. You're listening. You can't follow that. We need to have another conversation. <laughs> there are crypto exchanges and companies that do crypto lending. One of the big ones in the US is called BlockFi, for example. I believe they're based out of Nevada. So you can put your Bitcoin or your Ethereum. I think they have they have a couple stable co coins, uh, which are like dollar equivalents, like USDC, Tether. You've heard all these before. You can put your money in there or your tokens in there. They're in the business of lending. And then they will pay you interest monthly in the token you stake. Say they pay 4% annually on any Bitcoin I have. And there's tiers, but just to keep it simple. So say I put 10 Bitcoin in there, okay? And then they're going to pay me 4% if I keep it there all year. So it's just sitting there, sitting there. So I earn, what's 4% of 10? 0.4? So I earn 0.4 Bitcoin. <laughs> tough math. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't ask us math yeah. on the fly, dude. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so... So you would earn your Bitcoin. And the reason you're able to earn that is they're probably lending Bitcoin out for twice that rate and paying you the spread. So that's that's one way. But the catch is now traditional banks, if you're lucky, you get like what half a percent, maybe. Well, in the crypto markets, they you know they haven't been picked up by everyone. So you can still get pretty good spreads. Like if you convert dollars into stable coins, I mean you can get six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent. That's like cash on cash annualized. Those spreads will come down in time as crypto becomes more mainstream. So that's the lending aspect. Now there's other cryptos that are different than Bitcoin in the sense where they don't operate by how much computer power you have. They operate by what's called nodes. So that just means like I have a computer, I run it. There's millions of them. Each node is just verifying the transactions. doesn't matter how powerful it is. I don't have to outmine someone. The transaction, same thing, a piece of those goes into a utility bucket and that's paid out in rewards to all the node holders. If you stake your crypto into a node, that is called staking. So it's very similar to lending from a return standpoint. The difference is being you own it, you keep it, you get paid on it like a bank versus lending is you loan it to them, they loan it out, you get paid like a bank. So they're both very similar. Was that too tough to follow? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. I think I got the broad strokes. It's yeah. there's way more intricacies, but like that's about as that's about as low high level as I can go, if that makes sense. Like you you just gotta understand the basic mechanics. So let me so let me explain you how that led to NFTs for me. For me, the I was really into Bitcoin, I was really into Ethereum, and I was really into Cardano. Um, the other two back in 2016, Cardano when it came out in 2017. I don't do the whole all the altcoin things that's like penny stocks at the end of the day like i just put the money where the money is if that makes sense 
So with Ethereum, six months ago, you could stake your Ethereum, or you could, excuse me, lend your Ethereum for about 5% annualized return. So if you had 100 Ethereum, you staked it, they're lending it out, you could make about five Ethereum over the year. That's great. You know, 5% is awesome, especially considering Ethereum, you know, it may go up 10x in that year, right? Awesome. For me, though, I'm always looking for better yields. That's what I do for a living. I'm trying to find a better return on the assets that I have, right? It's how to make money 101. So I started looking for some ideas like, oh, how can you make more money? Well, first I saw NFTs. You can buy and trade them just like a stock. If you get lucky, you can hit, you know, go to the moon. The thing is, though, that wasn't really passive. That's active, right? You know, you have dividend investing, then you have swing trading investing. Same thing. So I started looking and I came across an article about Zed Run and it was this horse game. And I looked at it and I watched a few YouTubes. And granted, this was about six months ago. The game had not blown up yet. Now it's just taken off. But so what I figured out is it's it's based on the Ethereum blockchain, meaning everything in it is done with Ethereum. And so I bought a horse. I think I spent like 0.04 Ethereum, which at the time was like a hundred bucks. No, less than that to race the horse. I was like, this is kind of fun. In the game, not only can you race, but you can breed, you can, there's all this stuff you can do. So you can breed and sell, you can make. The virtual horses get, get it on. Get down. Mike get is like on. so into this right now. 100%. And so I realized that, you know, there's there's, there's these things called Genesis horses. You know, there, there can only be 38,000 ever. There will never be more. It's built into the smart contracts, which I know he briefly touched on. Smart contracts, just a fancy name for we don't need a bank anymore because a smart contract does everything the bank would do. That's why, like I said, blockchain will be everywhere eventually. And so I realized that you could breed these horses, like 5% yield is great and all, but now I was I was yielding 5% a month. So, you know, that puts you on, on pace to a 60, 70% yield year over year. And as I kept going, it was getting even higher. And so it was ebb and flowing, just like any market, right? Depending on people coming in, people coming out. So that got me... That was my day one NFT, like, okay, this is awesome. And I do want to spend some time talking about the utility with games because that's, I think, where one of the biggest future applications is going to be with the blockchain. And so for me, it was just purely trying to look for value. I found this game. I won't go into like super specifics of the game outside of that, but you have this ecosystem now with hundreds of thousands of stables all over the world. That's just, you know, it's worth millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. They signed partnerships with NASCAR, the Preakness, Anheuser-Busch, and Atari, and they just got a fat VC investment from Andreessen, which is the guy, you know, he's basically wrote Netscape back in the nineties. Mark Andreessen, I think his name's Mark, smart guy. And I, I think he's one of the best eyes for talent in tech. And so they just dumped like 20 million into this. So that's one aspect. You're basically taking horse racing, esports, video games, betting, and evolving it into like a single ecosystem. And the cool thing is you can pick and choose what parts you do of it. It's all algorithm based on the blockchain. So it's provenly fair and you don't have to study and you don't have to know things. You can literally just go on there with your buddies and get drunk and race horses, or you can build this multi, multi million dollar empire. That's just printing cash. And that's just a single game. There's a lot of them. Another one that's really popular is called Axie infinity. It's basically like these little Kirby dreamland dudes that fight each other with like cards. So here's another cool application. Mike, so, stop thinking about uncut Kirby. <laughs> this is not. This is not the time to bring that. Up. Not the time. <laughs> but anyway, so what this one does, it utilizes the blockchain, and this is where I'm talking about utility. So not only can you buy these characters and battle them, 
but you can actually rent out your teams to people where they play them for you. And so there's this really big market there where like US and Australian and, and European players build these massive teams and they're employing people in, in uh, lower income countries like the Philippines, Thailand, because these people play, you know, they'll play this as a full-time job, eight, nine, 10 hours a day. They'll earn, you know, two or $300 that they'll get a month. You'll earn about five or 600 per team, right? That two or $300 there, that's like above the average GDP of the whole country. So you're taking people out of poverty. You're taking people to places they never would have been just because you bought assets and you lent them to someone else. The reason this could ever be done before was because there was no way to trust it. And that'll take me into the last grand aspect of this, the blockchain utility. Obviously we all played a World of Warcraft or a Call of Duty or a Starcraft or whatever. Like every dad here that's older than 19 probably played one of those video games, right? There was secondary black markets for everything you do in those games. Like you could go sell your character, you could get on eBay and sell your wow code, whatever you wanted to do, but it was all legal. Hey DJ, you remember when you tried to sell your uh, Clash of Clans account? <laughs> no, you didn't. Bring this up. No, you didn't. I you tried said, to sell. Okay. I I played Clash of Clans. We had a we had probably a clan. Probably prob yeah, we had an entire clan, and we were freaking amazing. It was yeah. the Don't clan touch name my was Pekka. Don't touch my Pekka. Okay. <laughs> I had a like loaded. Town Hall 10, because I had played forever. And this was back when Town Hall 10 was, right. even, I don't even, it probably, it probably like 100 now, probably 30 yeah. now or whatever. But back then that was like the max, like it was like about as maxed out as I could get. And I found this group on Facebook and that like was buying them. And I was really trying to get out of it because I was so addicted to it, <laughs> yeah. like crazy addicted to it. Like I'd play it every second of my life. I'm pretty sure he would do his like war attacks while he was driving. Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> and so I found this Facebook group and it was like buy and sell clash of clans, like accounts or whatever. And so like, maybe this was my first experience with an NFT, <laughs> but like I found, I found a guy who wanted to buy my account and was going to pay me like, it was like two grand or something for it. It was like, it was like a solid amount, like especially for me in college and like whatever. And like, like I put twenty five thousand in gyms into it, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Nice return on my yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but so like I got all. We went through like this whole process or whatever, and like I basically handed him over my login information and never heard from him again. Never got any yep. money. Just took my account. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I was like. That's yeah. terrible, man. So yeah, well, see, that, maybe that's why I have this like innate like hate of buying and selling digital <laughs> assets. Well, no, you literally just served it up on a platter to me because that's exactly what the blockchain solves and what smart contracts solve is what you just described. Because if that was on the blockchain in the smart contract, he would have had to escrow the funds and then you would have sent it to him. And then when he received it, the funds would have been sent to you. And that's all done organically and automatically. Trustless. Damn it. You were too, I'll, too I'll, go, I'll go sell mine now for like yeah. so I appreciate the team. One dollar. <laughs> that was perfect. You, you literally just described a problem that blockchain is solving millions of times over. And here's another cool thing about it. I play the heck out of Brawl Stars. 
it's my going to the so bathroom. So do game. I. Oh, we'll have to we'll have to connect. I have a yeah. clan. There's there's three of us. That's it. But if oh, you want to join my clan, you we have it. We we've we've, <laughs> we've okay, okay. expanded. <laughs> Don't touch my Pekka to uh, nice. We're all stars. Hey, really? Is it still a thing? Mm-hmm. It's Dude, still like, it's in Clash Royale too. Oh my god! I used to play that for a while too. Yeah, those games was like yeah. yeah. But but that's another that's another great transition because those games like Brawl Stars, we, we build up these characters, we play these things, but at the end of the day, Supercell owns them. We don't own them. And so I was talking earlier about how people just want to own things. Well, on the blockchain, you own every single asset or NFT in these games. So like I physically, digitally, physically will say like these are my horses and my stable in my account that the only way to access is with my private key now if the difference between like what you do on clash of clans anything i do i can sell i can trade it i can transfer it i can do whatever i want so now you're having entire ecosystems all around the world being brought up by digital assets simply because all you need in a lot of these is a phone if you have a phone with a wi-fi connection you can play these video games now and so I'm gonna go find that guy. I'm gonna hunt him down. You gonna hunt him down? I'm gonna I know. I know, I know some. Pe- I know some people. If you, you just hit me up on the side, I'm, I'm... <laughs> Ooh, I still get heated when I think about it. <laughs> DJ Brown, bitches. <laughs> hey, remember, yeah. remember me? Yeah, right. I'm back. <laughs> you didn't think you got rid of me? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, sorry, I digress. No, no, that's good. I'm gonna okay. get ready. Ace, my blood pressure is going up right now. I just love it. You, you literally just showed everyone. DJ. Yeah, you just showed everyone why this technology exists. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. That was planned. <laughs> yeah. was planned it all along. I mean, this is what I say. So, like, if you're sending a bank wire, for example, if you type in one wrong number, that money could be gonzo, right? Now, similar aspect in crypto. Like, if you type in the wrong address, you're not going to get it back. But you can see where it goes and you can see where it goes from there and you could track it indefinitely just so you know you may not know who that is but you can see everywhere it goes the idea is you know that's that's on you with a bank i mean that's on them i like to say like so what are so you said that like one of the biggest things you see nfts being used for is gaming what are some of the other like really big sectors or you know things you see it being used for i do think gaming will be i mean I'm talking about you're combining like multi, multi billion dollar industries like digital blockchain play to earn gaming is the future of gaming. Like five, five years from now, it's probably all that's going to exist. Most games are going to be ported over to it. Just it's going to be insane, especially since, you know, we're at the tail end of consoles. Those are going to be gone, blah, blah, blah. Like blockchain play to earn gaming. It's going to bring a whole new level of everything. There's a lot of projects that are run out there. The JPEG things, for example, like those are communities. Lots of times they'll throw their hats in the ring. So there's one. I own a bunch of these. This is not a shameless plug because they actually do good things. It's called Dino Monks. So you can go to OpenSea, which is like an NFT exchange, and you can type in Dino Monks and look at the collection, or you, you can still mint them. But they're just these pictures of little dinosaurs, and they have six attributes on them, and they're ranked in rarity, right? They mint these things. When you're minting an NFT, that's when it's created, and there's usually a fee and a gas fee to mint it, right? It's usually pretty low. So the proceeds from that go to the creators of Dynamux and their entire mission is mental health. So they've built this ecosystem that's working uh, with people that are depressed, people that have maybe had suicidal thoughts, people that have uh, different, uh, you know, schizophrenia type things and their whole organization. And there's a discord and everything is bringing like meditation and help and resources to people. So now you have some 17 year old kid that's maybe struggling 
now he can find get this cute little dinosaur picture which gives him access to this community with real world help and people that have experienced the same thing or felt the same thing and just like y'all's discord these communities are just growing growing in size um so that's one example of another utility that's i mean who could get mad at that right i mean imagine a facebook group but like way more connected just because the medium's easier to use if that makes sense um and it's it's not policed by anyone but yourselves which i think is the big thing that attracts a lot of people yeah dj we should make a stock dads nft so let's do that dude so crypto dads dropped on friday the mint sold out in like five minutes and the floor what a floor price is is that's like the, what the lowest selling of a project is i want to say they minted for like 0.05 ethereum i think the floor is like two and a half eth right now per picture so it's nine thousand dollars to get this silly looking dad and like the attributes are like shirt joke it'd be perfect for y'all but just google google crypto dads later when you get off like it exists believe me there's there's going to be some bubbling in this market because it's just like every day there's tons of stuff going out and the ones that don't have like good true projects behind them are the ones i mean the ones that do have good like true meaning and project and what they're trying to do like y'all could easily create a socks and sandals like nft type blockchain thing where you issue token i mean you could do it easily it's not expensive to do it take you to the next level i'm not saying you need to but i'm just saying like you already have the discord server it'd be very easy for y'all to create something which is cool because then whenever people trade it you get the little chunk of it and now it goes into a utility pool that actual members that own these things can now vote on what you do with the money so maybe you you know you have the premium stuff which that's what a lot of services have they have free and premium well, what all these NFT services are doing is if you own one, you're in the premium because you own one, but you can still come in the Discord and look and just the level of entry is a lot lower because maybe you mint for 0.05. Well, that's a couple hundred bucks that just went into your coffers per mint. The people mint 10,000 or 8,888 or 7,777. It's a really cool idea and concept and a lot of people are picking up on it. For example, I know this roofing company that my barbershop was telling me about like they're trying to get tokenized where like their roofing company has its own token it's really easy now to create a note your own cryptocurrency and token and nfts which that's sometimes a bad sign but it will survive and thrive coming out of this current madness uh it's just, I, it just use the use the term easy loosely when when you talk about me and anything with technology well yeah, man you just pick up uh, like I know so many people that all you gotta do, I think, is understand like basic. Like I think to make it all I NFT, need to do is know you, and I'm just gonna <laughs> say, hey Hunter, go make us an NFT. Let's do this. Well, well, I'm certainly not making it, but I, I can connect you to someone that can. Yeah, I, it's it's you know how this business is. It's all about you know who you know, what you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 very it's very cool. Um, it's it's a crazy concept. It really is. Um, like another game I'm getting into is called Voxies. It hasn't launched yet, but it's kind of like Final Fantasy tax, Tactics. It's these, it's, it's these little, it, you check it out, Google Voxies. It looks really cool. But I mean, these these characters on it now are on the secondary market are like five, six, seven Ethereum. You're talking fifteen, twenty thousand dollars when you when you could have got it for a hundred bucks, you know, at Mint. So the ecosystem's crazy in the sense that people are making so much money that it's just artificial or it's not even artificial it's just when there's more money there's you know a rising tide raises all boats or i think it's the same um and that that's what nfts are right now like it's just a very very hot market 
it's volatile, obviously, as you can imagine, but I mean, what isn't, right? So video games, future, NFTs. DJ, you have any more questions? Nope, my head's spinning, man. It's full of spaghetti. <laughs> it's I you did you, you did do a really good job though. Like I I feel like I've got a better grasp of it. I think between, you know, Matt's episode and this episode, like I'm starting to get a rounded out picture of what the possibilities of all this stuff are. I think the the challenge for me is is always going to be um laziness and ignorance on this type of a thing because it's just not something that like interests me because like I'm not a gamer or I'm not a you know don't care about that kind of stuff so it's like until I like have to and it's not a great approach but until I have to I'm just not gonna really like dive super deep into it yeah I mean I'm super interested in it because I've heard a couple people now that I think are super smart that are really into it and they see it going like really big places and i feel like that is a good indicator that i should also take it more seriously (laughs) so look at it like this and like so again my fund we obviously we're in traditional equity and options markets we do have some crypto allocations we don't trade any nfts although i've pitched it to my partners because there's stupid money to be made there but they're not on board yet that's fine but if you think about it this goes back to what i was saying was like if you have a portfolio you know the more you have the easier it is to take advantage of markets right so the cool thing about nft market right now is you could take one percent of your assets right throw it in 10 or 15 or 20 projects that may have clout and if one of those takes off i mean it's 100x so you just took 1% of your portfolio and you literally doubled your entire portfolio. I'm not saying 100% gain. I'm saying 100x gain um, just by the possibilities markets. Now, that's obviously an extreme case. But even so, you know, if you have a, a percent and it goes up 3x, you just made 3% off of 1% allocation. Like the risk reward ratio on that is just insane out of this world. Um, you know, there's, there's just not opportunities like that in the equity markets, right? You know, uh, there's not there's barely opportunities like that in the options markets. I mean, there are, but they're tied to equities. Um, and even in the crypto markets, you know, the days of these crazy super returns on projects that are going to last are gone. Like Bitcoin's not going to 20 X in a year anymore or anything. You know what I mean? So like NFTs is kind of like the next hot new young frontier. And who knows what we'll be talking about two years from now. You know, whenever we evolve from that. Um, yeah, I'll probably be sitting here pissed off because I didn't get it on like Bitcoin or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. you know, crabby old man. Like, you told me to buy that stupid dinosaur it. and I didn't <laughs> listen. Dinosaur. <laughs> God, darn it. I mean, you're, you're, you're similar to how my, my wife is. She just doesn't get it. She doesn't really want to get it. Dude, are you flirting with DJ right now? <laughs> you got him, DJ. Yeah, make sure you ping me, okay? I'm going to personally Ooh. ping you, bro. Ping me later. But no, but yeah, and you know, I jump in the Discord. Like, I'm open to, to chatting to people about this kind of stuff. Like, I'm not going to play 20 questions or anything, you know, but I can certainly send. There's, there's a lot of resources out there. Just like you can read anything under the sun about equity markets, options markets, futures markets. There's all that available for crypto and, and blockchain utility. I'm sure y'all heard the term like white paper, like the Bitcoin white paper. All these utilities and games have like white paper. So that's like their 
here's what we're going to do type thing. And right. yeah, one out of a hundred will probably stick, but you know, there's a hundred coming out every day. So there's going to be a lot that right. stick, I think. But yeah. It's pretty, I mean, it's, it's fascinating to me. It, it really know. is. It's interesting. You're, you're piquing my interest more and more. So I'll, I'll look into them. I guess I'll stop being stubborn because if I miss out on the next Bitcoin because I'm too lazy to look into it more then I'm going to be real pissed. So maybe, gonna... maybe socks and sandals is the next big NFT. Hey, it wouldn't surprise me, man. Probably. We, you know, yeah. We're pretty awesome. <laughs> we just Steve. get Mike's face on a coin and yeah. like, gonna no, take dude, off. just issue ten thousand unique dad jokes, and like they're they're cute in level of like hilarity, right? And like the really the really rare ones are like the bangers, you know, like and my then, Batman joke, like your Batman joke, and then you know, there's the ones that are just like, <laughs> please don't say that ever again because it's yeah. terrible, and those right. be the the non rare ones, and then boom. Yeah. Mike told me before this episode that I can't reference the Batman joke anymore. So of yeah. course, why? It's better, you know, it's the best, I, best joke I've, I've heard all night. I, you know, because I've done it fifty thousand times. But, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's. This I think that's a good stopping point for. Yeah, that's for a that's one. a lot. Yeah, that's a lot for anybody to chew on. Yeah. So let's uh, let's lighten the mood a little bit again. I mean, we've kept it light, but let's uh, jump into our our dad joke section here. You know, to to give you guys some more valuable content to add to your uh, repertoires. So, uh, Hunter, did you find one that uh, that you liked? I did. I, f- I got a lot here. You know, I, I just 145 list. You know. Uh... <laughs> yeah, and now I also have the best one liners. You know, the anti jokes too. So I, 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 don't, I don't take mine though. Don't take mine. No. So I'm gonna hit you with the one liner first. Uh, okay. I used to be addicted to soap, but I'm clean now. <laughs> nice. There you go. Fool, fooled, fooled me with that uh, hat yeah. hair you got going on, dude. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. And then one more one liner. Uh, when two vegans get in an argument, is it still called beef? Oh, oh, philosophical. And then let's see here. I'm going to hit you with a good one. Oh, that one's that was not appropriate. <laughs> wow wow whoa what, what site did i get on to oh oh what does a sprinter eat before a race i feel like i've heard I, this before. yeah i think yeah i think i might have used this one before okay well then i'm not going to give you all the punchline is it, fa- <laughs> is, it is it fast food i don't know it's either it's either okay i'm gonna it's either fast food or it's nothing they fast uh hunter's gonna yeah it's nothing they fast i think <laughs> no I, think I, I don't know <laughs> okay here you go hunter's why can't, so butthurt right now He's so... why why can't a nose be 12 inches long why because then it would be a foot oh, oh. see my mind that's went the reaction but my yeah, mind my... was in a dirty spot. <laughs> yeah, every time I hear 12 inches, you know, I think of, I think of Mike. So, you know. <laughs> oh, man. That's... Oh, I wish. Yeah, right. All right. Sorry, um... sorry, Mike's mom. <laughs> <laughs> she, my poor mother has heard some things on these uh, yeah, recordings. She... Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to go because DJ's joke is probably funnier. Before, before this episode, I had to describe what anti-humor jokes were. And I was going to give an example, but they told me to save it. So I'm going to say it now. So what do you call a joke that isn't funny? A sentence. Uh, uh, I was going to say a sentence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was going to set it up yeah, with anti-humor. 
Yeah, sorry. You give but, it away, you know what I mean? Yeah. God, that's just terrible. <laughs> so bad. It's, it's, I love it. I, I just love the... Oh, I just, Anti-jokes just so, are honestly my yeah, favorite. They're I hate them, but I love favorite. them. Yeah, it's just so they're bad, but so good. And they're the best to tell organically, too. Yeah. So. Okay, so let's see here. Oh, gosh, I really want to tell this inappropriate one, but I got to save that for an explicit episode. This one just wasn't explicit enough. So, <laughs> Hunter, that's not. Nope. Nope. Because I see your face. He's like, <laughs> he's lining up. He's just going to start dropping bombs. Him up. <laughs> uh, okay. How do you wake up Lady Gaga from a nap? I saw this one on my list. You I don't know how. You poker face. Ah! Oh, that's not what mine was. With, with your 12 inch nose? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> my, uh, the one I say? the one I saw was how do you wake Lady Gaga up from a nap? And it was you set her alarm at a reasonable time. That was the punchline. Because <laughs> oh, it's an it's because it's an anti humor yeah. version of that. Yeah, yeah. Mine was an actual joke this time, Mike. Yeah, I didn't really like it, but I <laughs> I get I get it. Let's wrap this bad boy up here, uh, Hunter. Thank you again for being on. Um, we will definitely have you back. Uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, interviewing you and picking your brain and stuff. If you uh, want to talk to Hunter, he'll be in our Discord. You can ping him, personally ping him. You know That'll help too. You can always just reach out and ask any questions that we didn't ask here. Guys, if, if you aren't already, you know, join our Facebook or follow our Instagram, jump in our Discord community. Uh, you can find that at stockdads.com slash plans. Yeah, we're super excited to get this season rolling again. Again, I don't know when you're going to hear this episode, but this is like our first day of recording, so it's been fun to get back in the swing of things. So, But yeah, appreciate you guys. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks, guys. We out. Boom goes the dynamite. Thank you for listening to the Stocks and Sandals podcast. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. Leave a five-star review and join our premium community on Discord at stockdads.com slash plans. You can also follow us on all major social media platforms. But most importantly, stay off the grass.